Joining me now is uh, an old buddy who uh, I've been meaning to catch up with for ages, and I finally nailed him down. He's the busiest man in cricket. Uh, so uh, let's just say hi and welcome to Mr. Donovan Miller. Hi, Darren. Um, how are you doing? Um, uh, yeah, good to finally catch up with you, and thanks for having me on board this afternoon. Good. Uh, first of all, I've got to ask, where are you? Because every time I see you on Instagram, you're in some different location. Where are you right now? <laughs> um, actually, I'm sitting in my back room in uh, in England. So yeah, um, a little bit chilly here, but I'm in England as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, you are one of the best Instagrammers. You're like the modern breed of of cricketer, cricket coach. The mo- how cricket should be, being relevant and uh, in tune with the times. And uh, anyone listening or watching this, you must follow Donovan on Instagram because uh, it's always good value. Always good, but you see the lifestyle <laughs> of the modern man. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'm that good on there. You know, I just try to um, uh, promote what I do, and um, and um, that's it, really. You know, so I'm glad that it's coming out positive. <laughs> Lots of fitness videos as well. Working hard in the gym. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you know, the older you get, you know, you try and stay as healthy as you can. So, and fitness is a part of a lifestyle. So, I try and stay as fit as I can. You do. So you're uh, you're just back from the United States. So tell us about what you've been doing out there. Um, so it's um, I think yeah, I, yeah, I think that's the type of market you now where cricket is heading at the moment. So um, after we finish CPL, you know, I've been you know approached by um, uh, a couple of league um, organizers to um, to 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 be one of the coaches in um, I think it was a, a league that was happening in Jersey, the American Premier League. Um, so I went, to, I went there and, I, and, I, and it was a, a different part of the world in terms of cricket. You know, the, the, the games were played in a baseball stadiums and it was quite chilly. And, and they, wow. even similar to our own Essex area, um, it reminds me of there in the nighttime. Um, yeah, but um, we managed to, to win that little competition and, um, and I've been invited back out there again to go back um, in the US Open, which is happening in the next, starting next week, really. What's the participation? I know the, the CPL have uh, dipped a toe in uh, the American market by playing in Florida in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, and when I've been out to the Caribbean and watched uh, cricket, in America, there seems to be an, an, is it mainly an expat interest or do you think there are local Americans that are trying to get in touch with cricket? Um, so, uh, you know, as you, as, as you know, the... Um, uh, America is very close to the Caribbean, you know, so, um, you know, I think most of the lads from the Caribbean, they do go and apply their trade there. Um, it's only a two, 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 three or flights from any destination in the Caribbean. So there's a lot of Caribbean um, heritage there and also a massive um, South Asian population um, over the all over America. So, um, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, um, you know, from India, Bangladesh community, Pakistani community and, and that type of stuff, Sri Lankans. Um, and, you know, their, their children knows, you know, he's been brought up there. And, um, you know, you know, so the cricket market out there is, is massively. Guyanese too, yeah? Yeah, yeah our Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, and uh, so you, you mentioned the, the CPL. Now, you've had a good track record out there. Um, just which, uh, which teams have you been involved with? Uh, I know you've been involved for, for a long time with the CPL. What, what teams have you been involved with? Yeah, I've been involved with a few teams, you know, um, you know, Jamaica, um, St. Kitts and, and St. Lucia. Those are the three franchises I've been involved with over the um, the last seven years, um, seven seasons of CPL. And um, yeah, yeah, it's 
uh, yeah, I've been quite luckily to be involved in some success some of those teams. When Don't be so success- modest, man. You've, have you won with all of those? Have you won the CPL with all of those three? Um, so I've, uh, I'm just, let me go back here. So I've been to um, two finals with Jamaica, 1-1. One, one. Uh, St. Kitts, uh, two finals as well, 1-1. Um, one, one. And, um, and St. Lucia, one final. So that's it. <laughs> Yes, I've been in finals with other teams. <laughs> yeah. And of course, with uh, the universe boss, your big mate, Mr. Chris Gale, uh, he's still enjoying himself in the CPL, isn't he? Uh, I, I, it's quite funny enough, I haven't, I haven't spoke to him for a while now because he's been obviously busy. Um, looking at, I think the best place to find him these days is on Instagram. So I haven't spoke to him for a while, but you could see that I've been watching his stories on Instagram and he's looked like he's enjoying his life, um, which is rightful to say out in Dubai. Mr. Punjabi daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been playing his tunes on the show because uh, it's just pure entertainment for me and I just love it and the videos and everything. The yeah. rich life. <laughs> I'm, uh, I haven't played any of his tunes yet but definitely been watching his Instagram story he's been watching too much Snoop Doggy Dog that's all I'll say <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I mean he's still going and he's still popular in the franchise because every time I think he's going to give up he, he pops up uh, he's still massively in demand isn't he even if you know the international stage is maybe gone now but uh, franchise cricket still wants him well, you know, you know, I, I mean, you know, look, you know, um, franchise cricket these days are marketing, you know, and, um, you know, and marketing. So, and, and Chris is a massive marketing tool. So, um, apart from his cricket, I think a lot of people, I think he's going to be around for the next, for a little while in terms of marketing. So, yes, um, a lot of teams will, and franchise would want him to be a part of that business because it's a massive business. And he's doing his foundation as well, um, which I know you're a part of that, Um and, and, and people don't necessarily know the good stuff that Chris does away from uh, all the razzmatazz. And the, the Chris Gale Foundation is an important part of what he does, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, that's an uh, important thing. It, you know, he does give a lot back. And, um, yeah, and um, something uh, he doesn't really spoke about. But, yeah, he's, um, he's really good um, in terms of um, giving back to the community. Yeah. So... Franchise cricket is really popular and it seems to be non-stop at the moment. We've got the T10 that's just getting underway in Abu Dhabi, where Chris is taking mm-hmm. part. Uh, we've got the big bash coming up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it seems to be fairly non-stop. Uh, this is kind of like how the game is going, but do you do you think it's a big threat to traditional Red Bull cricket? Um, ab- absolutely not. I, I don't think so. I, um, you know, for example... Um, you know, in, in, in England here where we where we live, I mean, you know, the, the season is only about, you know, six to seven months, really. So there's a whole winter, um, you know, of other cricket happening. And it's, you know, great for, for players to go away and play in different conditions and, and develop different skills. And um, um, it's it's better for cricket in general. So I, I can't see, you know, I think, you know, most of the better players now in even franchise cricket, they're really good red ball players. So um, I don't think it's going. It's it, it's affecting um, red ball cricket in any capacity. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think people will still want to play that, even if they are like you say, they're they're good at T Twenty or whatever else. They're still mm-hmm. the pure form of the game is still the red ball game, isn't it? Absolutely. Coach- you still have to have a good good technique to, um, um, and you still have to do the basics when you when you're in the field and when you bowl. So um, 
you know, it's, it's just the education around younger players to make sure that they understand that, you know, they still need to develop those basic skills as well because the good players do have do those basics very well. You got any thoughts on the West Indies? I was, I was disappointed with their World Cup performance and talking to a, free, a few friends uh, from the Caribbean, they were, a bit, you know, like when you start talking to Caribbean people about cricket, it gets very animated and people start cussing and shouting all the time. Um, mm. The general feeling uh, was that the, the, the team selection was wrong and that was why they didn't do as well as they should have done. You got any feelings on uh, the West Indies at the World Cup? Well, I mean, look, you know, um, I... Yeah, you could you could argue to say it's been a tough cam- campaign for for them, and um, you know probably they would have feel like they underachieved coming in as the favourites. Um, but that's that's that sports and cricket for is uh, it was um, tricky conditions, and the conditions didn't suit the West Indian style of play. They gone in with a with a with a um, they gone in with a plan how they've been successful, and sometimes you know you don't need to go away from that, but it just didn't work out for them this time, and. Um, and that's cricket for you. So, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of talent in the Caribbean and, um, and um, you know, they will move away from this and there's take a lot of learning. And um, the good thing is there's another World Cup happening, I think, at the end of next year or close to the end of next year. So um, they will be back. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point that there is another one coming soon. And yeah, holding it in, uh, if it had been held in India, it might have been a different story because it was originally supposed to be there, but they moved it because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Another interesting thing that I find when I talk to people about West Indian cricket is um, they say, oh, people, they aren't interested anymore. But every time I go back, uh, I don't see anything but cricket being played everywhere. You know, you go to any field, uh, there, you know, there are clubs everywhere. You go into any bar, people will quite happily talk about cricket. The interest levels are there. Um, mm-hmm. There used to be this thing that everyone goes and plays basketball, but I don't think that's true, is it? Um, I think because in the Caribbean, you know, it's such an athletic um, islands, you know, um, I think, you know, the, 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 the youngsters there, you know, they're so athletic and, um, and always moving around. So picking up a bat and a ball has always come natural to them first. So even if they're involved in other sports, um, I don't think cricket is, um, is something they will find difficult to take up. What's your road tennis game like? Tennis. Road tennis. Have you have you road seen road tennis? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I played road tennis, but I play a lot of road cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of road tennis when I go back. That seems to be the new thing. They just put a plank across the road and then bat mm. and ball. Yeah. But like you say, yeah, people are active and uh, it's a good thing. So Mm-hmm. Um, and why are they all? Why are all West Indians either Liverpool fans or Man U fans, and not, like no one else in the world exists? <laughs> That's a very good question. I haven't really thought about it, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I couldn't answer that one. But maybe they're they're the the, the powerhouse of football um, for a long period, and you know, um, you know, people always intend to support those type of teams. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me ask you about coaching. Um, to me, that seems to be the thing. Uh, the game's evolved a lot in the last 20 years. And a large factor of that evolution has been the importance of coaching, you know, nutrition, exercise, looking after yourself. It never used to be such a big thing 20 years ago, but it seems to have come on a pace. You've been coaching through that time and been kind of involved with that change. Um, what's the story behind that? Um, I think um, 
you know, it's as you said, you know, it's a, it's a, the modern days, you know, athlete. Now it's it's about you know, you know, there's so much cricket playing, and um, so it's all about getting you know, getting stronger so you could um, you know, last and do your job for a long period of times longer. Um, and it's also, I think nowadays, it's also a look, you know, you can see the players now, they like to look good and they like to feel good. So the shirts are getting smaller, the trousers are getting tighter and they want to look good in those. So, yeah, no, no, but I think, um, yeah, so it's... Uh, I've always had that. <laughs> My shirt has always been tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true though, because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Because when you watch, like, England from... Uh, even 2005, they're all wearing like baggy shirts that are flowing in the wind and everything. But yeah, these days, no, all fitted and uh, yeah. Yeah, Everyone's I know. Definitely, bo- I know the boys definitely like to go for one size smaller. So yeah, they'll you know it's a, it's an image thing though. You know, it's um that's how they make their living. You know, it's it's uh, it's advertising, so they want to look the part. And um yeah, so it's not just about you know um getting fit for the sports, but also the looks as well is important <laughs> in the image. Yeah. Well, that's it, because it's Instagram now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, I know you're involved with, uh, as, as well as me, in, in the ACE programme, which is going from strength to strength. It seems to be, a, it's only been going a year, but the progress over that year is is incredible. Um, and to me, it seems like they are ticking a lot of boxes in terms of how coaching and encouraging the youngsters in the community to get involved and how to conduct themselves. It's a, it's a, it's a whole, you know, it's not just about playing. It's about how you conduct yourself, how you behave, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, is, is this something that was necessary that it had to happen or is it just, uh, you know, just a brilliant idea that Ebony and Chevy have come up with? Um, I think, um, <laughs> It's it's another uh, tricky topic because um, you know I think it's the ACE is just a start of something that could be a wider and could be greater. Um, you know, it's it's you know I, I mean I, I couldn't tell you the numbers are at the top of, of my head, but obviously you know you know we know that there's not no cricket in state schools, so young people from the Afro Caribbean community. Um, they doesn't really get that opportunity. So a program like ACE will give them give those guys um, um, those opportunities. And um, I know it's about you know trying to get some of those guys into the um, professional system. You know that which that might not happen straight away now. But um, you know if you know if that if if if, if the program continues, who knows? In the next three to four years, you might see a couple of guys. You know. Um, couple more guys come through the system so I think Ebbs and, um, and Chevy has done an absolutely brilliant job and um, you know, they're, they're very passionate about that program and I think it's only going to go from strength to strength. And you get they've got all the support of uh, various other superstars. Uh, Denise Lewis was down there the other night wasn't she? Yeah it was it, it was nice to that you know Denise you know come along and you know have a little Q&A with the kids and also share some some um some of her stories and some of her training and, you know, um, dietitian and, and, and diet movements and stuff like that. And the movements and the patterns. Um, I, I did have a great conversation with her in, in terms of um, her training pattern and stuff like that. So it's always good to have people like that, you know, just from a, from a different sports and um, who has been, um, you know, very successful at what they do. She's very inspirational as well. She gave a really good talk to the guys um, about how to inspire them and, and to, to, to achieve their best. 
Absolutely. She, you know, she's, um, you know, she's that type of um, individual and, and, and she's achieved a lot. So, um, you know, you know, when she speaks, I think, you know, the parents and the kids do listen. So I'm sure they have taken a lot from what she has said. And some of them have already gone home with those. And I hope she has inspired most of those kids um, to, you know, to, to, to develop their training and their lifestyle. Yep. The other good thing that the program is doing is, um, yeah, I'm sure they will find some future stars on the cricket field, but they're also pointing them in the career of sport, i.e. not just being a player, but being a coach like yourself or administrator or, you know, there are so many opportunities, physios, nutritionists, whatever. Sports are big business these days. Absolutely. And one of the big things is, you know, um, you know, just like, you know, if you go back to, you know, I don't know if you, you probably play when you're younger, Darren, it's, it's everyone's um, dream and everyone's aspiration is to be a cricketer. But sometimes it doesn't happen that way for many particularly reasons. And sometimes you find, you know, you know, you know, young people, you know, they quit the sports because, you know, they have a disappointment. So it's about, you know, make sure that education um, process is channeled and towards those young people to let them understand that, you know, okay, it's okay if you, you know, if you don't become a first-class cricketer, but, you know, we still would like to see you continue because uh, you have a lot more to offer to the sports than just um, being playing. And if you do be one of the lucky ones who get a break and um, and go all the way, then we can support you with that too. So, so when you were a youngster, and uh, mm-hmm. who were your sporting heroes when you were a young kid getting into, getting into sport? Well, mine was slightly different, you know. I, I didn't know what I want to do. I used to just play lots of sports, really, you know, a um, bit of track and field, a bit of basketball, a bit of football on the streets, um, lots of cricket, um, anywhere I could play. Um, you know, I just watched loads of sports. So I would watch a bit of football. If someone was good at football, I would, I would watch him. Someone who good at basketball. Um, but in terms of cricket, I, I was more gravitated to someone like um, uh, Walker Eunice and and these guys, you know, cause those guys, I used, they used to do things um, that kind of, special when they bowl, you know, and those are the guys I kind of used to watch because, you know, at that time, you know, it, I think it was the Walsh and the Ambrose days and, you know, they were six foot, whatever, and I was only a little guy. So I used to more find um, the littler guys who is not that tall, um, interested and want to be like them. And then uh, a little bit of Malcolm Marshall, I would say. I think, you know, I used to love watch Malcolm bowl. Um, yeah, so those those type of characters in terms of cricket. But in terms of sports, as I said, you know, I watch every sports and, um, you know, anyone who was doing something special, I always like to um, follow their careers. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, it's a good, uh, listening to those guys that you mentioned, it's interesting because at that mm. time, especially the Pakistani bowlers, um, mm. were really bringing something different to the table. With the, It was the first time you really saw reverse swing and the kind mm. of, um, the, the full pace Yorkers that they used to bowl. And West Indies was always about, pure pace and you yeah. know aggressive but those yeah. those bowlers you mentioned about were definitely something that brought a different style absolutely absolutely i used to love watching them as a kid you know those and we used to go away and um you know back home we used to um you know we used to you know we used to practice you know because the surface that we play play and didn't bounce and we didn't have the strength to bowl the bouncers but we could bowl full so we'll practice to get and the ball that we used to play with there probably about you know 200 overall anyway so yeah. <laughs> we'd have to learn these new skills, you know, to try and swing it and try and bowl the Yorkers. So I used to try and uh, copy those guys, you know, we, I mean, we used to copy those guys. Yeah, so 
you can have a restful Christmas. You're doing nothing over Christmas, and then busy again in the new year. Um, actually, I'm I'm heading out to the states and then over Christmas uh, for the U.S. Open. So um, yeah, and then the new years. Um, you know, there's I don't know what's going to happen. There's always ten things happening in my life, and I, you know, um, in terms of coaching, you know, there's always opportunities everywhere, and then. You know, nothing is confirmed. You just hope to confirm something when sooner the date. You know, I mean, since COVID, that's how the world has been like. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, listen, have a great Christmas. It's great to catch up with you. I'm sure I'll see you very soon. Um, but uh, many thanks to, for joining us on 98 Now, Mr. Donovan Miller. Thank you, Darren, for having me. And have a good day.